The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, welcome back to the Villa View for a show in association with Luke Roper. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by Omar to talk about Aston Villa's new left-back, Luca Dean. I know Omar's a massive fan of him, so we're going to chew the fat about him for 10 or 15 minutes. I did a podcast earlier, and I was saying that really, a couple of months ago, if you'd have said Villa are going to bring in Philip Coutinho and Luca Dean, you'd have thought, same football manager, lads. Like, absolutely no chance of Villa are going to get two signings like that through the door. It's yeah. an incredible start, really, to the transfer. I don't think we were done either. So that's an incredible start to January transfer window and great business from Villa. Yeah, it shows the mentality of the of the team. I think in past January windows, we've almost got used to a mentality of um, consolidation, almost like, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to wait till the summer unless we see a good deal. Like Morgan Sanson, you know, it was a good deal, it was an opportunity and they, they pounced on it. But, you know, we've been used to the likes of Samata and... Uh, Baston and uh, you know people like that. No, no, and no, you know, no disrespect to them, but obviously it's the complete. I mean, different. you are disrespecting them massively. A little bit, yeah, a little yeah. bit, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's, they're on a different level. And then for us to go out in the January transfer window to do it so early to get the likes of Philip Coutinho again touted by many clubs, um, and Luca Dean, who's again you know linked to West Ham, Chelsea, Newcastle, etc. Um, the caliber of players, the the pedigree, you know, Champions League. Winners, World Cup winners, play Champions League year in year out uh, to bring them in so easily uh, and well maybe not easily obviously we don't know what the details are but on on the face of it so quickly um, and without too much fuss it's you know shows you well first it shows you the pull of Steven Gerrard shows you the pull of the club and and it shows you the ambition of the owners I think as well and obviously Perslo as well the, the work that's gone on mm-hmm. in the background and Langer etc. Just, I, I'm actually still a little bit. I just still can't quite believe it. You know, um, we've talked in the past about Luca Dean in particular um, when we faced Everton, and you know how good of a player he is, and how he was their key player, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So to have him in a key position as well, almost for me, it's almost. I don't know how you feel, but it almost feels like an even more important sign in the. Coutinho. Obviously, Coutinho's got more gravitas as a bigger name, and it's permanent, isn't it? Permanent, but also in, in a position that we really need, and a top player. Like he's one of the top players in the league in that position. And I know he's had his issues, and we're quite lucky in that he's fallen out with Rafa and all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's perfect timing in that respect. But to, to have his kind of caliber of player to bring someone in when we've been used to bringing in Championship, you know, the best of the Championship, or you know, that twenty-one to twenty-five year old sort of trying to progress, trying to grow as a player, et cetera, and, and sort of going along that journey with them to bring someone who's at their peak, who's at their very best, who's a top quality, you know, top quartile performing p- person in that position. It's, it's a bit of a shift, do you know, I think, or, or maybe this yeah. was a plan, I'm not sure. No, nah, I don't, I don't I'm not, I'd really, you have to be careful how you work, because I'm really not being disrespectful to Dean Smith, but I don't think the club would have even gone for these two players, no. you know, if he was still the manager, that you just wouldn't have happened with it. There is a shift. So we've got a different type of manager now. Hmm. So 
there's always going to be a change to the transfer transfer strategy. That's hard to say, harder to say than you would think it would be, <laughs> because it, a diff, different managers go after different different targets, don't they? they have different yeah. players in mind. I mean, from, from Dean Smith's perspective, you know, we bought a couple of players in from Brentford who've been really really good players for us and players that we've progressed and made better. Mm. It's probably not the Gerard way, but there's a, there's also now we're at the point where there's more youth coming through that weren't weren't there over the over the first few years of Dean Smith's tenure. That youth wasn't there to come through. So we're in the position, perhaps, to be able to buy more established players. Yeah, does that, I make, agree. Does that make sense? No, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and, and obviously, we're still linked with someone like you know Keir Smith from from Dundee, who's uh, yeah. highly thought of, seventeen year old. So we're still doing, we're still shopping at the end of that uh, age range. But you're, you're right, we've got players like Carney and Philogene Bidace and Ramsey, Ramsey, and you know all these players, Ke- uh, Kessler Hayden now going coming back. And, yeah, you know these players who are going to supplement the first team squad that we're we can we can take a little bit of more of a not a short-term, more medium-term view with the likes of Luca Dean and Philip Coutinho. Uh, because, you know, we, we still, I mean, last year we had still, last couple of years we've had the youngest, one of the youngest squads, if not the youngest squad in terms of age, average age. So we can still afford to buy more experienced players. And we sort of saw it, I suppose, a little bit with uh, Martinez, although I was having this conversation, I took it with someone, I was saying, you know, with the goalkeeper, slightly different, obviously, with ages, you know, the, the, the way their peak years work. But, you know, for he, Martinez, is still relatively quite young for a keeper. But for us to buy established players, I think... I don't know if it was a plan all along or not, but um, it's it's definitely yeah an evolution of the transfer strategy as you, as you said. Uh, and whether it's Gerard or or maybe Dean Smith was more comfortable, you know, pl- uh, dealing with players who who were in that sort of twenty one to twenty five year old bracket trying to improve because that was a hallmark of Dean Smith, wasn't it? And his coaching team yeah. that they were trying to improve players and make players better. Uh, not to say Gerard doesn't do that. Obviously, he's worked with a lot of young players in Rangers, but maybe there is that. Uh, slight, slight change in mentality, maybe. You would say though as well, you know, players that we've got now, they're they're now established Premier League players. The so players that weren't a few years ago, Mings, Conser, Cash, even Martinez to an extent wasn't really an established Premier League player. Watkins, true, true. you know, they're young but established, younger but established Premier League players now. We can br- we can bring in play. It's good to see us bringing in those top players that are also Premier League established because that's what we haven't had mm. in the start. I'd even throw Ings into the bracket of, uh, I saw some announcements yeah, yeah. down there, yeah, throw point. him into the, the Dean and the, and the Coutinho thing. I mean, we're lucky to get Coutinho. I think that's a, it's a one-off. He's a, if he gets fired, he's a, he's an absolute world-class footballer who's played at the highest of highest levels. So he's a, he's a bit different, but we're now, we're also more consolidated than we were in the Premier League. It feels like people are starting to take notice of us a little bit more. And a lot of that will have been, from the early work Dean Smith's done, Gerard's now taking it to that to that next level. So we're in a different position basically to even yeah. what we what, what we were in the summer. It's a different manager, and the way we, the way we go about business as well, it kind of debunks the myth that it's hard to get players in in January because it won't be easy. But Villa actually do make it look quite easy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think so. I think um, you know, maybe maybe I'm being unkind. You know, maybe this was always the plan because you know, they talked about building a team to go up, building a team to. Stay up the building team to establish. Wasn't that Wynus? Was it Wynus? Oh, was it Wynus? Yeah, I, like I felt like that was Wynus. Well, yeah. It might be Wynus. Oh, God. Yeah, I think that, it was. Uh, I can't believe I said that now. Take it back. Can we rewind? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. But, um, well, you know, I mean, in terms of, I'm sure there was a strategy, a five year plan in terms of how they were going to do it. Now we're established. I think you're right. I think they maybe really take a bit more risk with FFP as well. You know, I think one thing we haven't really talked about uh, on this pod is, is FFP. And I think in, in detail anyway, I think you know, there is definitely headroom there with the Grealish money still there in the background. Um, 
and we've got the ability to spend money and then take on higher wages. I suppose the key really now is those that Grealish money is there for three years, in effect, the way the FFP rules work. So we can spend the money over the next few years. The key then will be to progress as a club because we need to increase our revenue because once three years are up, then that 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 amount, that revenue we've got from Grealish to which is pure profit, will fall mm-hmm. away. So the key then will be to making sure we've got revenues in place that can support the wages of Luca Dean and players like Coutinho. Maybe we obviously will not have him in three years' time, but those types of players who are sort of earning top bracket, which is what the Premier League is about now. And, and it's, you know, Premier League's pretty simple, apart from Leicester City, which are obviously the exception. The more you pay in terms of wages and fees, the more likely you are to be successful. So, you know, we, ha- we have to do it. This is the next sta- stage in that sort of evolution, as we say. And I, I do think, you know, we need to just generally as a fan base and generally as a football football fans in general have to sort of shift away from this mentality of every player has to be between 19 and 20, 25. Yeah, you know? I saw your tweet and I completely agree with it. You're yeah. talking about 28, like he's, like he's finished. Yeah. Not, this is just, he's at his peak. He's at his peak. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's got, and, and you know, this is a player who doesn't rely on pace. Um, he relies on his creativity in the final third and anticipation and, uh, and sort of reading of the game. So, not to say, obviously, he won't decline as a player, and you know, it's unlikely we're going to get twenty-five million for him in four years' time when his contract's up. But in terms of taking a risk, you know, twenty-five million over four, four and a half years works out a cost of you know what six, six and a bit million in terms of FFP. So it's not a massive amount, uh, and if he helps to go up the league a few places, then it's, it's all worth it. And you know, it, like I say, you know, players now look at Ashley Young. You know, he's look how fit he is uh, and, and uh, Ronaldo and players like this. And you know, there's been that list going around in terms of the top players in the world. They're all like 28, 29, 30 plus. It's changed. Football's changed. You know, it's not like it was even, you know, even like when we were watching as kids, like the likes of Dion Dublin and Merson coming in, you know, they were, they yeah, were late. Was 30 when he came 30, in. Yeah. It was glorious for Yeah. Us. And they were at their peak, but you know, they, they declined rapidly. But I think what you'll see now is players will reach their peak at like 28, 29 years old, but they won't decline as much. I think, in terms of fitness levels, diet, nutrition, and all that kind of lifestyle thing, meaning that they're probably going to play at a decent level for another four or five years. Um, beyond that, obviously, I guess we'll see. But I think for now, it's a, it's a good calculated risk. Um, and at the money, uh, I don't know what you think. I think it's I think it's pretty decent value for business. I think every I think Everton well, be fairly happy. It's about five. You're paying five million a season for yeah. the length of his contract. Yeah, it's fancy's left back. I yeah, mean, exactly. That's, that's another thing. We're not in a position to say. Oh, we don't want Francis left back because he's twenty eight. Well, why not? If he's good enough, if he, well, if he's good enough for France, he's definitely good enough for us. With with, with all due respect, so I think it's a, an incredible signing. And I've seen a lot of people as well say about like, oh, I feel sorry for Matt Target, but this is how you get better. Hundred percent. You get better 100%. by having two players for each position. Matt Target's not finished at Villa. He's not going to be the number one left back anymore. But he isn't finished. He's there to push the. Yeah, and he will play games. They might play every single week. Your target will come in for, for the odd games, but this is this is how you get better. You don't get better by having six defenders like we did a few weeks ago. Yeah, you now we've got now got last season's player of the year. He's going to be sat on the bench now. Francis left back playing. Even Kessler Hayden coming back, I think that's massive. Mm. Him coming back and pushing cash, and I think he will push cash. You need two players for each position. The way we the way we had the defense, you know, when Axel had gone. That would have been a struggle to get through the season. Every team, or every top team, or any team that wants to be a top team, will have two players for each position. And that's what we're doing. So you don't go and then buy potential underneath target for me. You buy, go and buy someone who's better than him. And, that, and that's what we've done. I'm, I'm excited by it, and I think the squad's looking really strong. And we haven't had a squad 
Villa have not had a strong squad for a long, long time. Someone tweeted me earlier, even under O'Neill when we were a top six side, the first 11 was good and then there was maybe two or three mm. that you could bring off the bench that were a good level as well. Mm. There was no squad there, really. Mm. You know, quality need, players at Villa now. You, you, need, need, you, need, you need a squad. You look at, you look, look at Chelsea, for example, they've got Chilwell and Alonso, you know, mm. in terms of left back. Uh, in Liverpool, Timikas and Robertson, you know, both equally. Obviously, Robertson is, one, is the, probably the best left back in the league, but Timikas is excellent as well. You know, so you need yeah, that. Really good. Yeah, you, you know, you need that. Um, you need that competition. You're completely right. You know, to raise levels. You know, yeah, you're right. Completely right to say that. You know, target was well, players player of the year last year. It was excellent. You know, I, I tweeted so many times about my target and how good he was. But when we always compared him and we looked at other left backs in the league, he was always slightly lacking in the final third uh, in terms of his stats and what he was doing. So he was never he was never sort of elite level. He was never like at the level of Luke Shaw, Robertson. Chilwell, etc. He was also at the level below. And for us last year, that was probably fine. And he was one of our best players. And, and I really like my target. But I think the key now with Luca Dean is um firstly, yeah, competition, definitely, but also I think he's a different type of player and he suits Gerard's style. Uh you know, target is excellent in terms of on the ball technique and passing and his defensive work and, and he can cross the ball. But I think Luca Dean is completely on a different level. He's on he's on the next level when it comes to creativity. And we've talked about this before we talked about it before uh, before we started the pod but you know he, his stats if you look at his his attacking stats and, and compare it to Matt Target you know it's it's just it is on a different level and only really Robertson beats him in terms of left back in the league and yeah. you know the way we've been playing everyone's seen you know the the number eight are almost playing almost not in a fullback position but they're sort of a little bit withdrawn with the fullbacks pushing yeah, up so, they, so they push wide when we're defending exactly well, eight, yeah. to be fair, even when we're attacking actually because they're covering off the fullback who's pushed forward yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the, the number eight are doing such a, a sterling job at the moment and they're doing a lot of work, but it allows the fullbacks to get forward. And we've seen cash and target as, you know, alongside maybe Watkins or Ings as a, the furthest forward players. Um, so it's key if, we're, if they're that forward that we need to be able to rely on them to put crosses in the box, bring quality in the final third. And, and that's what you're going to get. You know, you look at those stats, second chances created second open play crosses third and assists you know and if you compare them to target you know the i think it's pg analytics who, who did some some comparisons you know 2.5 shot creating actions per 90 com- compared to 1.7 my target 3.5 crosses per 90 compared to 2.6 1.5 key passes compared to 1.3 73.3 tackle success rate compared to 37.1 percent against target again so you know look at the who's and many, many think is obviously defending is it's probably not as strong as target. It's still, you know, done fairly well in that on that respect. But definitely, I think the key attribute for him is attacking wise creativity. You know, he Everton have missed him massively. He was a massive part of the reason why they started the season so well, did so well last season as well. His crosses to Calvert Lewin, his mm-hmm. creativity down the final third, and well, I think we're just it's very fortunate that he's fallen out with Rafa uh, and we've passed. Oh, yeah, we've yeah, we've taken advantage of that massively. We've taken advantage of that massively. And you know, if there was one player, if we said at the beginning of the season we need to replace Matt Target or we need to improve on Matt Target, uh, who would you love to sign? He'd be probably number one on my list. And you'd have said it was unrealistic. You'd have said yeah. absolutely no way. If you yeah, if you could have picked a Premier League left back, yeah. I think mo- you'd have thought, I'm dreaming a little bit here, but I'd I'd like someone like that. He'd be yeah. great. And now you've exactly. got you've got him. It's mad. It's mad. It's crazy. It's um, you know, apart from Robertson, like I said, that he'd be the the obvious choice. Robertson would obviously nowhere near gettable. Luca Dean, like you say, would have been not dreamland, but it would have been highly ambitious move. Looking at it back then, yeah, uh, for us to get him now, um, and he's obviously going to be hungry to play. I think you know, World Cup's coming up as well. 
it's, that's part of the reason I think he wanted to, to move. Yeah. He wanted to move to a club that he felt was was going to be on the up. I think he's probably a player that's wanted to go to a Champions League club over the last year or so, where he's happy at Everton, but if a Champions League club had come in for him, yeah, he might have wanted to look at it. He's also been captain for Everton, so he's got yeah. he's got leadership yeah. qualities. Well, I can't say that's something I've ever noticed when he, when I've watched him on TV. Whether he's whether he's have well, the leadership qualities, he, but he's he, been captain. Yeah, and him and Coutinho are winners as well. They've won, you know, they've they've won tight. They've won, you know, yeah, he's played for Barcelona Cup. with played for Barcelona, played for Roma, played for Paris Saint Germain. Coutinho's played, you know, Barca, Liverpool, Brazil. Obviously, these are elite level players and playing in elite level competitions and and used to winning things. You know, maybe not Everton, obviously, but. Uh, before that, you know, he's used to playing in the competitions and with a, with a serious chance of winning them. The teams that he's played in, so you need that mentality in a team. You know, we haven't really, we haven't really had that no. ever at Villa. I can't remember the last time where we we bought you know World Cup winning, Champions League winning players like you know Perez. Yeah, but he was near the end of his career. You know, I can't remember. I seriously can't remember too many John, players. John Terry, John Terry. Yeah, and again, end of his career. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's uh, to buy players at the peak of their career, you know, it's great. It's great. It's great. And as, uh, you can only be positive and, uh, you know, and just hope it works out. That's all you can do as a fan. You've got to be positive about these things. Just like you say, you know, if someone had told you you're going to sign these two players at the beginning of the window, you'd be saying no way. Um, and now, obviously, linked with Basuma, although I, I guess we'll see about that. I'm unsure, firstly, whether Brighton will sell, also whether. This pending court case is going to mean that it's probably unrealistic, but That's you know, being with those players, if I'm being yeah. Honest. But it shows. I think it shows you that we're we're trying to buy the ready-made player now in the key and position. There's nothing that we wrong with that because we've gone the route. We've got people coming through. We've got young Premier League players now. Yeah. I've seen like Conor Watkins, young. I say young. I know they're not kids, but you know what I mean. They're on the younger side of, of established Premier League players. I think nothing wrong with bringing in a couple of established players. That's what we have again. That's what we haven't had over the years so I think it makes complete sense it's not like when you're bringing in established Premier League players like Kieran Richardson and Philip Zenderos is it bringing in Philip Coutinho and yeah. and Luca Dean is yeah. unbelievable that's, like, what, that's what I mean that's what I mean you know you, you, those players like for example like people like Cleverly and Richardson and all that kind of players when we did under Lambert you know, I'm trying to think of other players like Joe Cole we brought in before you know they've always been either not at the level that these players are at or towards the end of their career mm. um, to, to have players in the peak at that level, it's it's a, it's massive for Villa. It shows you the and it shows you the pull of the club as well. I think uh, not just Gerard, but uh, you know Villa is still a big club. Yeah, um, and it's important if you want to if you want to become a big club again, you want to you need to act like it, and this is how you do it. And this shows it's a bit of a sign, really. I think to other Premier League teams um, and and just the, the footballing community as well. I think you know other signings, potential signings, either this window or in the summer. You're going to see us buying these kinds of players. I think it's a good sign. Um, yeah. Shows your ambition as well. And uh, you know, with obviously Newcastle now being the richest club in the world, and what the, what they're trying to do, I think it's key that we've you know we've sort of. Well, they'd love to be doing what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. They'd, I think absolutely. we've absolutely. Got... That's the these two signings are actually the two signings that those owners would have wanted to make a statement with, and those kind of signings, and we've done it. We've done it. We're yeah, winning the transfer window for me. Clinical. Exactly. Long term, I guess we'll see, but I think. For now, you know that's that's a big marker. Whereas, you know, it reminds me a bit time a bit like Randy Lerner when obviously we we had Randy Lerner come in, and then suddenly a year later or a couple of years later, Man City were bought out, and it sort of changed football forever, really. And uh, and let's face it, it, had a massive impact on us and what we were able to do um, because obviously they bought Barry Milner and Delph etc. as well. So the fact we're doing the opposite to what we did then 
um, now is, is a good sign and hope and I hope it continues. Yeah, we certainly mean business. And yeah, it's great to be coming on and doing these impromptu transfer shows. I wonder who we'll be doing one on next week. It'd be, right. be a sad week if we didn't get a player in. That's two two for two so far, two weeks in. Two yeah. world-class players coming in. Absolute scenes at Villa Park. We'll be back tomorrow for a match preview. Hopefully you've enjoyed this little reaction video into Luca Dean signing. If you have, then subscribe to the Villa View with your post notifications on. And if you want some new Luke Roper gear, then use our code TVV20 and you'll get 20% off all their garments. Some lovely stuff on there. Even though neither of us are wearing Luca this year, do go and check it out. Thanks ever so much for watching. As I say, we will be back tomorrow. Stay happy. Up the Villa. Up the Villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.